What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the very last episode for 2022. This is going to be a really great episode as we sit down with three very specific guests and we touch on three very important topics. The real estate recap of 2022. Are we going to see another Bank of Canada increase? And is that going to continue into 2023? And what's our prediction for the 2023 real estate market here in Saskatchewan? Hope you enjoy. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the show that highlights Saskatchewan real estate. Looking to buy your first house, your next investment property? Subscribe to never miss an episode. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hello and welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Caroni. And today, a really special episode as we wrap up 2022 and give our predictions for 2023. We not only have one great guest, not only two great guests, but three amazing guests. All of them are previous guests on the podcast. So really looking forward for their perspective on Saskatchewan real estate. Uh, starting off with Cam Chiquette. He is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Landlords Association. Cam was recently named Saskatoon's Young Professional of the Year. Congratulations and welcome, Cam. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, we have Travis McConaughey. He is a prolific real estate investor in Northeast Saskatchewan. And I think it's a little more broad than that now, Travis, but you're deeply involved with the real estate group here in Saskatchewan, the real estate investment group of Saskatchewan. Uh, really happy to have you on again, Travis. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me, Ron. And last but not least, we have Michael Hernick. Michael is the creator and host of the Financial Mechanic YouTube channel. He's also the co-founder of the Saskatchewan Financial Independence Retirement Early Through Real Estate Investment Group and Meetup. Michael, you could have made that a little shorter to make it easier on me, but uh, really happy to have you here as well. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Ron. Uh, looking forward to the interview. Awesome. This was actually a, an idea that was brought to me by my wife. And she said it would be really great if you did a recap episode of the year and kind of gave us a prediction going into 2023 as we wrap up the podcast for the year and start to look forward to a new year. So what I'd really like to do to touch on today is kind of give us a, a recap of the 2022 real estate market in Saskatchewan. Give us your take on the Bank of Canada and their rate hike cycle. And last but not least, a prediction for 2023 and any opportunities or pitfalls that each of you see. So let's kick it off with you, Cam. How would you describe the real estate market in 2022 here in the province of Saskatchewan? Well, when I was thinking about this question, I kind of thought of Katy Perry's song, Hot and Cold. <laughs> um, because, you know, if we think of uh, early 2022, you know, February, March, April, headlines were strong price growth, sales are strong, uh, and, and low inventory, and, and we were hearing of, of consistent overbids, realtors working all hours of the night for once, actually, you know, getting their clients, uh, you know, houses um, amidst very low inventory, um, especially above the $500,000 mark across uh, our major urban centers. And then it's like this chill came over Saskatchewan, um, not only because it snowed here in November, but uh, interest rate hikes have certainly impacted the selling side of it. Um, and buyers are, are seeing those mortgage payments increase with, you know, no longer five-year fixed of sub 2%, but five-year fixed of 
of over five in some cases as we've approached the fall. So, uh, you know, the inventory still remains relatively low um, because I think some sellers aren't, aren't putting their, their homes on the market. Um, on the rental side, I would say the song is not the same. It has been hot consistently throughout 2022. Uh, rental rates have risen anywhere from 10 to 20% on average, depending on the urban center. Um, so, you know, it's a good news story on that side of the market in terms of vacancy being low for a number of reasons, uh, which has allowed rental housing providers to increase their rates uh, amidst an inflationary uh, cycle that, that is certainly pinching them. So uh, hot and cold on the, the home ownership side and, and really continuing to trend rather hot on the rental market side uh, throughout 2022. And, and I don't think that's going to slow down all that much as we head to 2023. Really great synopsis. And I'll throw it right into Travis as we're kind of touching on rentals there. Travis, what have you seen uh, just in your own personal experience? And as you're chatting to various investors around the province, what are we seeing on the, the rental side for the 2022 real estate market? So it's really been an unprecedented year, 2022, starting off. we The problem in Saskatchewan is we hadn't been able to increase rates for so long or very, very little in so long that now we're seeing like easily a 15% push. So I operate um, primarily in Northeast Saskatchewan, where we're basically from Milford, Tisdale, Nipwin, all the way over going west to Maidstone. So big in Saskatoon, North Alford. So I'm seeing rental increases right across the north of the province. So this has been fantastic. The demand is probably at a 20-year high. If I have a place, I can, you know, rent them immediately. I have stuff coming on stream in six weeks that I know, and it's rented before it's done. So this, this I had never seen. Um, I'm very, very bullish on the province, but I'm more bullish on Saskatchewan small towns. So interestingly, I've had a real challenge trying to make numbers work in the larger cities for many, many years. Not that I don't invest there. It was just challenging. Um, investing in small towns, there's been, it seems like every small town you go into lately, there's a big project, whether it be $60 million in a mill in Caird River or $60 million on a new FWS building, the G3 terminal in Milford. It's amazing. Um, right across the province. So lots of economic activity. The challenge um, with the activity is we have a really low housing supply. And in every small town, we are like drastically short of people. So put out ads for property manager, for a labor, for restaurants, for a tire shop, you can't find people. So the great thing in Saskatchewan, we have major, um, major influx of immigration. We have a major demographic shift, which hadn't happened. Um, the immigration's from Ontario, but also largely from overseas, Ukraine, we're seeing a ton of people, um, lots of Europeans. So. So I love this. Great tenants, great people. And it makes for a great um, sort of a new Saskatchewan. So really excited um, with what's happened. Um, excited about the market. And uh, yeah, it looks interesting moving forward. Awesome. Okay. And taking that economic perspective, and I know, Michael, you do a lot of this uh, type of topic on your YouTube channel. Um, take us through what you're seeing with the real estate market, but also give us your opinion on the economy in 2022, and maybe even a little broader nationally and, and kind of what you're seeing uh, from, from the current market. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I think what's <clears throat> first thing to note is that we 
2022 from a broad market uh, perspective has been very historic. We, we were at sub 1%, you know, Bank of Canada overnight lending rates. And we've seen over 3% rise in one year. When you think about the impact on real estate and the market, it's it's something that is slowly trickling in. But I think you're going to see more and more of that, uh, maybe not necessarily in Saskatchewan, but certainly in, in, in hotter markets like Toronto, the GTA, and and British Columbia and some of your bigger centers. And, you know, what when you have lending at sub 2%, around that 2% mark, real estate does really well because the numbers all pencil out and everything makes sense. Um, but as Travis and, and Cam have mentioned earlier, when the numbers don't pencil out, then we have a problem, particularly from the investment side. And even at the personal level, when you have someone who, who can't, you know, maybe obtain that mortgage because the debt servicing now has gone maybe from, let's say, $1,000 or $1,500 a month all the way up above $2,000 a month. In fact, we were looking at some rental properties last week where the mortgages were $2,200, $2,300 a month, but the property is only bringing in $2,100 a month. So we have a problem. So, and I think what I think we're in this really interesting time now where real estate is a lagging asset where you have what when you have interest rates move like this or any kind of economic impact, it, it takes time for that to sort of funnel through, particularly with sellers being you know, willing to sell at a lower price, especially if they need to sell, and then, you know, buyers willing to actually pay those prices. So I think we're kind of in this this standstill between seller, sellers and buyers where if a seller needs to sell, they'll sell. But if a seller, you know, wants to still try and maybe wait out to see what happens with interest rates, maybe in 2023 and, and, and going forward, they may just hold on to their property. So it's a very, very interesting time. I don't think prices have sort of reflected Particularly, the the real estate prices have not re really reflected a over three percent interest rate hike, um, but I think that's going to come soon sooner than than later, uh, especially with with the winter now and uh, maybe into as we go into the springtime. Now, I, I agree with Travis. Uh, I, I'm extremely bullish on Saskatchewan as well. I don't know if Saskatchewan will see some of this volatility that we may expect with this type of interest rate increase, uh, mainly because we have so much. We have so many commodities in Saskatchewan and we have so much growth and so much opportunity where we aren't dependent on, you know, one, you know, uh, industry like oil and gas, certainly oil and gas is one sector, but we have so much more than that, you know, especially with Nutrien, Cameco investing so much money in the province. It's just, it's an incredible time and a, and a time to be grateful to be living in this province. But the, the fact of the matter is, I just read an article uh, yesterday is the Bank of Canada and the Feds are not done raising interest rates, and they've made that very clear. And I think we have to expect more interest rate hikes. And I think we'll talk about that later on when we get to our thoughts on you know going forward. So we'll, we'll get right to it. And I think it's really interesting. And I'm going to steal this metaphor because I can't remember who exactly I heard it from. Um, but when we're talking about market dynamics and especially the, the price of housing, there's always multiple things that are pushing against each other to determine that price of the house. And I think one of the big benefits that Saskatchewan saw was that we didn't see the massive increase in prices that these other markets did. As I was speaking to friends in Ottawa, they said that, you know, year over year, their home increased by 40%. No one in Saskatoon is talking about an increase in their residential home of that magnitude, but we also don't suffer a 20% decline the next year because of that. So I know Travis has always kind of preached this, that Saskatchewan's a very stable 
market. And that makes it a really good place where you can kind of run your numbers and have some stability in knowing that you're you're going to get kind of what you're calculating out. So you had started on, on the Bank of Canada. And I did want to throw that to you, Mike. We have a Bank of Canada meeting coming up here on December 7th. As you've said, multiple increases this year. But I would say more than ever, we are really starting to feel the effects of these increases. And I think in large part, it's not just Canada, but what we're seeing in North America with major big companies laying off multiple workers, which ultimately is kind of part of raising interest rates is you are trying to increase the unemployment rate, you're trying to tampen down demand. So with that being said, what do you think we have coming up here, you know, for this last Bank of Canada meeting of 2022, and heading into 2023? Yeah, absolutely. So as I said earlier, the Bank of Canada has here in Canada, and I think the Fed has has commented similarly, has made it very clear that they're not done. They have commented on the risks of raising rates too quickly, and they've talked about how we are to see uh, a much lower growth of likely around 0% of GDP for a few quarters, and then they expect inflation to sort of fall and sort of even out. I think the risk that we will that we may see and i think we should be very cognizant of is well what if <clears throat> inflation doesn't fall to the levels of two to three percent right now we're above seven percent still but what if that doesn't happen and more importantly you know the time that the bank of canada feels that this will take coupled with how consumers will sort of feel about spending what i mean by that is as inflation falls you know part Part of that is because consumers are spending less money and that will impact, you know, the retail sector and all of these other industries that depend on spending. And I think, you know, raising interest rates is only one sort of tool that they have to, to work with and it's the main one they do. But I think, you know, I <clears throat> we haven't, to, to make it simple, we haven't seen the effects of what has happened yet. And I strongly do feel that, you know, we haven't seen a time where the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada has raised rates, you know, 1%, 75 basis points, or, you know, half a percent this quickly. This is this is new territory. And in their perspective, they're wanting to avoid what happened in the late 70s and early 80s. And that's understandable. But we haven't we haven't seen the effects of how this will all materialize. So as I said earlier, I do think when we look into quarter one, quarter two next year, I do think we're going to see, again, less so maybe in Saskatchewan, but you're going to see a softening in real estate prices. It just has to happen. And borrowers will be able to borrow less money. This will this is going to happen across the board, residential, commercial. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens later on. So yeah, so they it's it's very clear they're going to raise rates at this next meeting. And I and I truly feel they may raise it one or two more times and then sort of see what happens. So yes, um, be prepared for more interest rate hikes. Absolutely. I, I don't want to age you, Travis, but you are much older than anyone else on, on the video call today. Um, as Michael talks about the 70s and 80s, and I know that your dad is a farmer and that was you know, really felt in, especially for the farming community when you have interest rates that high. Is there any correlation between what we're seeing today and what we saw in the 80s? And then based on that, you know, is there ever a chance that we would see you know, rates above 10%? What, what's your take on that, Travis? Well, it's an interesting question. I was thinking about this because I've been through the cycle. I started buying farmland in the 90s and interest was probably 7 
and it stayed there for pretty much till 9-11. Like we, I'm used to paying these rates. And when that hit, like this was unprecedented and it held on for 20 years. So very, very fortunate time to be investing, to be farming, to, you know, residential and agricultural wise. Um, will we see something like that? I really don't think so. And there's no indication, there's nothing to indicate that that would happen. It would completely cripple Canada if we had crazy interest hikes. Now, we had, um, they had put in a buffer. So they're making people pre-qualify with, you know, two or 3% uh, margin in there. Now this is all eaten up in Ontario. So do we want to kill all of the East Coast and the West Coast? Um, if, if we went too high, it's, it's going to be have a major impact on Canada. Saskatchewan-wise, I, I don't think, like we're pretty stable and I think prices will remain fairly stable. For renting, it's been, you know, fantastic and we're super tenant friendly. So great place to invest in Saskatchewan. But yes, interest rates will go up a little bit. I really don't think from, uh, um, I don't think they'll continue to increase a lot. Um, the U.S. has actually slowed down a bit and every indication is it's it's going to, I think it'll stop fairly quickly in the U.S. And we usually follow the, um, follow the U.S. and Canada. So. Yeah, the the two the two federal or the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada are fairly highly correlated with rate hikes, and and I've heard that before. No, I I appreciate that take. And, and last to you, Cam, if we're looking at the Bank of Canada and, and an increase or a decrease, is, is there anything that you're seeing that would indicate any predictions? Well, you know, I'll I'll agree with with both Mike and and Travis in terms of the rake and maybe play a, a bit of an angle on the rental housing side. Um, because of course, with without rising interest rates, if inflation becomes unfettered and just continues to rise, right, and and consumer spending continues to increase, um, that that's really going to pinch uh, tenants in the rental housing sector, um, and and we'll see uh, increases in non-payment of rent uh, across the board, and, and we've already seen a bit of that uh, on the lower income side. They're the first to be pinched, but. If rents continue to increase because of inflation, uh, you know, where rental housing providers need to build in those increases, not only to service debt costs, but just to service labor costs, uh, supplies, goods and services, uh, those rents will increase to a point where we're pushing more and more people even out of the rental market without portable housing benefits. So uh, I'm in favor of, of a couple more interest rate hikes to make sure we can get inflation uh, under wraps in order to maintain stability across the market. I mean, I would love if my members could could all raise rates significantly for another year, but that, that comes with its own risk in itself in terms of political or government intervention, um, but also just the ability to have tenants who have enough money to pay rent, right? And, and if wage growth doesn't, uh, as we approach bonus season and, and negotiation season for employees at Christmas, if that wage growth doesn't continue, um, again, there's just less money to go around and, and perhaps the landlord doesn't get his or her fair share at the, the first of the month. So it would be interesting to see uh, how that inflation comes into play here. I'd love you to tie that into our, our last question of a prediction for 2023 for the real estate market. 
And, and as we're talking about those tenants who are most squeezed by these rate hikes, by inflation, uh, what are we seeing into 2023, Cam? And do you have any predictions for what the real estate market will give us? Well, on the rental housing side, I think we're going to see continued demand uh, from tenants. So uh, there are some buildings continuing to pop up in, in our major urban centers. Uh, so I think it'll be relatively stable on the rate side. Uh, it'll go up. Uh, you know, I, I'm certainly projecting probably another year of, of maybe 10% growth. Um, but, it, it, you know, we're going to see another flight of displaced Ukrainians come in in the new year. Um, we're going to see continued immigration in the new year, especially if, if this government has some luck in signing their Saskatchewan Immigration Accord with the federal government and, and exercises their autonomy there. Uh, so rental demand, I think, is going to remain strong, which will put upward pressure on prices. Um, if, if we don't see rental supply increase, that pressure will be quite strong as, as we move into 2023. Um, so, you know, I, I, optimistic for the rental housing market, it, we continue to see strong demand. I think the supply issue on the rental side is what Travis mentioned in terms of rural and semi-urban Saskatchewan, the Humboldts, the Swift Currents, uh, North Battlefords of the world. Uh, those are where supply remains quite constrained and where developers maybe aren't as uh, you know, bullish on building. So uh, depending on, on how rural Saskatchewan shapes up in 2023, I think that has, has a big uh, impact to play here. And, and that's on the home ownership side as well. Uh, there are very few homes to rent in, in these semi-urban cities um, and, and to buy as well. So I think we're going to see continued price growth on the home ownership side as well. I think it's going to be relatively stable. We're not going to see anything huge. Uh, we're going into the winter season right now, so typically uh, slower season. Um, but if interest rates continue to rise, uh, we're just pushing more and more people out of the market. And when people have to pre-qualify two and a quarter percent above the, the five-year fixed rate, um, it's, it's squeezing people. So I don't think we're going to see a whole uh, lot of buyers enter the market as long as interest rates are over 5% on a fix. So those would be my comments. That, that is an interesting take. And I'm, I'm getting it from a lot of my clients right now that I'll wait to the spring. I'll wait to the spring. So you have a lot of people who are pushing their, their home ownership or, or real estate purchases until they can get a better lay of the land. They, they kind of would like to see a projection of what is going to happen. And even if that projection is rates are going to stay stable at 5% for the next five years, I think they'd feel more comfortable in buying. I think everyone is afraid or hesitant to, to hop in and then have interest rates go down where they've you know taken something long-term thinking it's going to stay there. So definitely a time uh, of flux. And I think one of the things that everyone is really looking for is stability, especially economically. And I'd like you to touch on this, Michael, in, in your answer of a prediction for 2023 real estate is commodities. Um, long term, it seems like we are entering a nice commodity cycle with things like oil, uranium, potash, all of these things that are super critical to a world functioning. And we have uh, the, the majority share of the world supply of a lot of those things right here. So, so what's your take on this, Michael? Yeah, so Saskatchewan, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Saskatchewan is very diversified in the industries and the commodity sector. Absolutely. And I think this is something to be very, you know, bullish on in the province. <clears throat> and certainly the, the, the one issue in the short term is with any type of recessionary pressure, arguably we are in a recession tonight. And I do believe we are going to see a bit of uh, more recessionary pressure as we sort of enter into 2023 everything gets pulled down, including commodities. So you may see a softening of oil prices and, you know, uh, potash and other commodities. However, as you commented on, there's been a significant underinvestment in the commodities and Canada is so well positioned, especially in Saskatchewan, to capitalize on the on the commodity sector. And <clears throat> you will see at a time, could be 2023, could be 2024, where these commodity prices are just going to soar. And I think this is where we're headed. I just don't think we're there quite yet, but we we are going to see a time where that, that will happen. Just to make a comment on, just to build on what Cam was saying, I think something to think about too is as interest rates rise is if folks are getting pushed out of buying, you're going to see more rental demand. So in 2023, as inflation falls, you're also going to, we're also seeing, uh, potentially some demand in consumer spending and and housing fall so it's it's actually you know, the 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 term for this is stagflation and i think it's a really interesting time where you may still see higher prices with decreased growth where inflation is still slowing down a little bit but prices are still high and it's really it's an interesting time to 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 see this where rents are still likely to stay where they are, if not rise, as, as Cam and Travis alluded to, but everything else is still, you know, high, high prices, yet we have no economic growth. And this is a time we haven't seen really ever. And uh, so very, very interesting, but in terms of Saskatchewan, very bullish. And yes, the commodities will do very, very well. I just, I don't feel that that may happen in the short term, but if we look out past six, eight, 12 months, we're going to see a significant growth in commodities and we're well suited here in the province. Really love that insight. And, and not everything is a straight line. And I really like that you're you're kind of pointing that out that it doesn't immediately happen, maybe in the way that, that people will expect. Um, so thank you very much for that, Michael. And, and last to you, Travis, your prediction on the 2023 real estate market and, and kind of what are you expecting from Saskatchewan, Travis? Saskatchewan is an exciting place. And as we enter 2023, I... I see nothing but like a very bright future for a province. Mike had talked about the diversity of resources and, you know, from oil and potash to um, the grains um, sector. And then also the all the development within every industry, whether it's a new potash mine, a new processing facility, whatever it is. So this is this is awesome. So we're doing the value added. So Saskatchewan's in a perfect position for that. The big challenge we have, and as we move forward, I'm doing a lot of development in small towns and it's related to this growth. The problem is when we can't find people, you want to keep going. It's mm. extremely challenging. But if you can't also manage the cost of supplies, it is a real double-edged sword. So there's the demand, but you can't get people and you don't know where your costs are going to fall. So despite having done lots of development, we actually decided six to 12 months ago, we were going to pivot and pretty much finish everything up. Um, now, that's to the chagrin of politicians, because I'm working with muni municipalities, um, mu um, provincial leaders to try to increase growth in small town. And I want to increase growth. But if you can't get the resources you need to do this, you're stuck. 
Um, the, some of the major companies in Saskatchewan are directly working with me to try to try to do this as well. They can't, they have this whole impediment where they want to increase production, but they have nowhere for the people to live. So there's challenges all around. Um, I do like where we're at. Um, I do like the spirit of Saskatchewan. It's great people work together and we're slowly solving these problems. Um, as far as an investment standpoint in Saskatchewan, I think prices are going to continue to be stable and I'd say go up a little bit. But the challenge on the back end is you need to be able to debt service any of the purchases if you're A, a house buyer or B, an investor. And investors are paying higher interest rates. So suggestion, lock in interest rates long term so there's stability in knowing what you're at. And yeah, I think just be cautious and careful. Yeah, I'm going to continue buying, but yeah, with, with more knowns. Wonderful. One note on locking in long-term, it's different from investing versus home buying. So make sure you're doing your research on prepayment penalties. Um, so I really appreciate all of your uh, gentlemen's input on this. This has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, just last word to all of you, if someone is looking for more information on what you have to provide, uh, let's start it off with you, Travis. If someone wants to get more involved with REGS or the Real Estate Investment Group of Saskatchewan, uh, how can they connect? Yeah, we're actually um, on Facebook. So look up Rags online and we have meetings once a month. Um, they're free to attend and lots of great guests such as yourself and Cam. Awesome. And Cam, yourself, the Saskatchewan Landlords Association does great work. You're also involved in the Saskatchewan housing continuum. Uh, give us a little insight on how people can connect with you and some of the great organizations that you're closely working with. Yeah, we're, we're all over social media uh, at the association, Facebook specifically. Um, I'm not much of a Twitter guy myself. That's a whole other conversation for another episode. Um, but yeah, connect with us at the association. We're always uh, hosting quarterly events in 2023. So, uh, you know, in terms of my final comment, it, Saskatchewan remains undervalued and, and really the most affordable place in the whole country to buy or rent a home. So Great place to be an investor, great place to be a home buyer, and and a great place to be a tenant. So it should be an interesting year, but we're not going to lose our shirt, and, and that's a good news story. Excellent. And Michael, tell us about your YouTube channel and the great Facebook group that you have as well. For sure. So <clears throat> I have a Facebook and a uh, YouTube channel called The Financial Mechanic, where I talk about all sorts of different topics, the economy, stocks, and to finance and business and money. So if you're interested in that type of content, check me out there. Uh, so as you also said, I've co-founded a Facebook group here in Saskatchewan called Saskatchewan Fire Through Real Estate. So the, talking about the financial independence, retire early movement. So if any of you are interested in using real estate as a, as a means and a tool to, to gain financial independence and then, you know, financial freedom, check us out. We're always looking for new members. We meet every month, uh, virtually. And we do uh, in-person meetings every other month and we have lots of great events and uh, lots of content and resources. So check us out there. So it's a Saskatchewan fire through real estate group. Wonderful. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your insight, your input. I think there was a lot of value out of this short call here today. So I think probably this is something that I'm going to re-listen to again to get all the nuggets out of it. So really appreciate all of your time and your expertise and uh, have a great end of 2022 and a great start to 2023. Thank you, Ron. Thank, thank you, Ron. 
Hey guys, thanks again for checking out this episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. Don't forget, if you are looking for a little mortgage help in the Saskatchewan real estate market, I am a licensed mortgage associate and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. This is the last episode of 2022. We're going to be back with you in 2023, starting again in February. So mark your calendars and keep an eye out for another exciting season of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much for your support and all of your views, clicks, subscribes, all of it. We really appreciate it and it really makes doing these episodes really joyful. So thank you for that. Enjoy the rest of 2022 and we'll see you in 2023. Until next year, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional.